everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tim. Yes. <laughs> yes. And why do you always look so surprised? Like I was, it's like I, I say your name, I'm waiting for you to respond and you always have this... Well, the, the... What, what do you want me to say? It's not like I have a catchphrase. Like, what am I supposed to say? Like, waka waka, or like, let the fun times roll. I don't. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know what you want me to do. Make one. I don't know. <laughs> make one. You want me to make a catchphrase? Oh, make a okay. catchphrase. Have a catchphrase. You can see a catchphrase every time. Jeez. All right. Tara's got a catchphrase at the start of the day. She's only been doing it for like twenty episodes, and she's already got one. I don't want to sell out. I'm not <laughs> not a sellout like Tara. <laughs> we are a horror movie podcast. Yeah, that'll be a oh. Patreon tier. Someone can pick. Uh, actually, yeah, that that would be a good one. Like you know, you can every week like someone can pick the catchphrase they want me to say. It's not bad. It's a good one. How much do we charge for that? <laughs> uh, I feel like a weird number, like three fifty. <laughs> $350. Oh, $3.50. Oh, $3.50. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that means like one person will get it and never give it yeah. up. And they'll just, they'll have control over your stupid catchphrase every week. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I can't believe you're selling what you want to sell that for $350. I feel, I feel like that, that, that's worth something. Jeez. Anyway, we are a horror movie show. We talk about horror movies every single week, but it is the October thon, which means it's not every week. It means it's every single day in the month of October. Mm-hmm. And this is like right in the middle of the month by the time you're getting this one, I'm sure. But this is, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which I, for the record, I want to point out this is the first one we're recording with Tim's haircut and shaven mm-hmm. face. I want to point that out just for continuity's sake. This is the first one we recorded with this new, uh, you know, Look. Look, yes. Is that the word you're looking for? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. You, you've got a bit of a Patton Oswalt thing almost going with this, <laughs> this setup. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, it's strange. I, I don't really like going this short, but I just, it'd been, it'd been too long for too long. And uh, maybe that could be my catchphrase. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, I, I, I just need to get rid of it. But I... I don't know. I, I don't know how to communicate with the, uh, you know, the the stylist because I, I always say that like, you know, because like I, I'm always like, oh, like yeah, I want it like up, like maybe like up to here or something, and they're like got it, and then it's like always like up to here, and I'm like, oh, all right, whatever. But, <laughs> I don't know. What we, should, we, should, we should say is that I don't want it to look. It's just been cut. I want it to look like I've let mm. it grow out for a couple of inches, and it's just kind of shaggy. Sure. And see if yeah. they can actually pull that off. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know because I was, yeah, when it's too short like this, I don't know. I, I feel like a, I don't know, like like a reverse lollipop or something. <laughs> like, I, like I have this like like big bottom part of my body, and then this little skinny like head thing. I don't know. Um, so so uh, it'll be fine. So whatever. So Tim, how was high school graduation since it happened like a week ago? <laughs> it was great until the mayor turned into a giant snake, but. Oh! Uh, <laughs> what a reference to the hit television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer oh Tim knows how to butter me up at the start of a review oh dear um, yeah so that's we talk about horror movies it's the October thought, and this episode which you know we're now th- almost four minutes into um, 
we are going to talk about Piranha, which is actually the first of three movie votes that we had. Because every every regular month we have a vote on Patreon.com slash TV. The $5 and up patrons get to vote between four films. But for October, you know, during the month of September, that is, uh, we put up three votes, uh, one of which is for the public. You don't have to be a patron. And this was actually the public vote, which was an animals attack theme, but had a bunch of... Because it was really close between this and Bats were the two ones that were kind of fighting head to head. Uh, there was also frogs and another one. Monkey shines. Monkey shines. That was the last one. Um, Surprised that one didn't win. Yeah, it's yeah. A classic. <laughs> they, every everyone got at least a, a few votes, but it was between oh, bats and piranha. They were the ones that were neck and neck. But uh, yeah, so piranha won. Uh, Joe Dante directed, of course, which means mm-hmm. Dick Miller is in fact in the film. <laughs> uh, the late great Dick Miller, who just passed away like last year at like the yeah. age of like ninety. Uh, or was that earlier this year? I don't know. Time, you know, fades and blurs yeah. and. Who knows what's what's going on there, but um, you know we also have Kevin McCarthy in there, who's a sort of veteran actor, original version of the Body Snatchers. He was also an episode of Twilight Zone that me and Tara did recently. Uh, he was in Inner Space and all Joe Dante movie. Uh, he's popped up in a bunch of stuff. You know his face, no doubt, uh, just because he's that type of guy. Okay. Yeah, I was telling you earlier, he's a bad guy in UHF. That's probably where most people know him from. Most people, I don't know, like what. It's you, a popular movie. I, I've literally <laughs> never talked to anyone but you who's seen that movie. Like that. <laughs> you need to get some like film friends. <laughs> Don't I know that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not like Weird Al has made a lot of movies, all right. And when if when he's only made like one movie, that's I feel like people should know that. Sure. I I, mean, I think grew up really known who Weird Al was. I heard about what? him in high school briefly. He was, he was in a big thing in my circles. What, what circles are you in? Jesus the United Kingdom, that circle. Weird Al never crossed the pond. Just, just like Saturday Night Live was never a thing. Like... Well, you dodged a bullet with that one. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, Saturday Night Live wasn't really a thing for anyone in the UK until YouTube was a thing, and then oh, all the skits can be on YouTube, so some of them all, you know, sort of cross the barrier, as it were. But uh, yeah, I'm sure it all holds up. Every every one a timeless classic. I mean, they've only been going for what, like thirty five years, <laughs> something silly like that. Uh, so this is going to be about Piranha, uh, Joe Dante's movie, monster movie, obviously it was remade, and I'm sure we'll do the sequel, and I can finally see the debut film from the director, James Cameron, because he directed Piranha 2, The Spawning. That was his first movie. And you never saw it? I've never seen it, no. For whatever reason, I've just never went back and watched it yet. So we'll do it in the show at some point, and that'll be my... I can finally cross off the last James Cameron film I've not seen. Uh, I mean, I've never, I've never seen it either. I don't want to act like, oh, you never saw it, but I, just, I, I'm surprised I would have thought you have... Yeah, you think I would have, wouldn't you? But I never have for whatever reason. I, I guess it's like, I just assume that it's not, like, as much as his name's on it and he did technically direct it, I just assume it's not really a James Cameron movie. You sure. know, like, he, yeah. he came in and directed Piranha 2, but yeah. The Terminator was the first movie that was really, like, a James Cameron idea that he was, you sure. know, passionate about and whatnot. But who knows, maybe it's, maybe it's fun. I don't know. Uh, but what about Piranha? Obviously, there was the remakes as well. There was Piranha 3D and Piranha 3DD, <laughs> both of which <laughs> I saw in theaters because... I only saw the first one in theaters. I don't think I saw three double D. Uh, I saw both, and I've only seen them both the once. I never like saw them again uh, later. Uh, so that'll be they'll be fun to revisit at some point. I mean, I wasn't really sure. counting this as the start of a franchise, but I guess in a way it kind of is. Kind like, of, yeah. Yeah, there's four yeah. of them now, so I suppose 
Uh, that, that's close enough but uh, so we'll start spoiler free as we always do we'll give you a warning before we go into spoilers um, the film's premise is pretty simple there was a genetically mutated piranha that the government were uh, experimenting on during Vietnam that unfortunately due to some clumsiness by uh, a stupid woman who comes looking for these two tears that went missing uh, releases the piranha into the river this small town a small kind of lake not seaside but you know, it's got a little holiday town, um, mm-hmm. and the piranha are it's, getting closer and closer to the population and the humans that are, you know, in the water. And it's like, uh, I'm sure there are places like this, but it is very convenient that, like, every, you know, kind of interested body of water is connected. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, that doesn't feel so far-fetched to me. I, I think, to me, obviously, there's the inspiration of Jaws here. This came out three years after Jaws, mm-hmm. There's definitely scenes here that feel like, oh yeah, you saw Jaws, you wanted to do Jaws. Um, Not that I blame Rodanti. I mean, it is worth mentioning this is a Roger Corman movie who, of course, (laughs) is known for making B-movies and Mm rip-offs. Although I would argue that his rip-offs have a lot more charm to them than, say, The Asylum or anything like that. Definitely. It's not not like he called this, uh, like, Mouth or something like that, you know, like, or, (laughs) or, I think I'm an order for Jaws. I I don't don't know what else you can call it. Like, yeah it's not like shark teeth or something <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's different enough but it's clearly inspired by jaws uh and you know it's joe dante's is it his first movie let me double check i actually don't know that if not it's got to be close yeah it's definitely close because he uh oh because obviously did this they did the howling and i feel mm. like it's after that it became the joe dante that i love mm. um Oh no, he did some stuff before this. He did, he did one movie before this. Uh, he did okay. Hollywood Boulevard in 1976. Because this movie is oh, 1978. Wow. Um, okay. And he did a documentary before that in 1968. So that was like a full 10 years earlier. I assume that was mm. uh, uh, like right out of film school or something like that, maybe? Like a yeah, student film thing? Yeah. It's a competition film. Mm. Interesting. Okay, it's called the movie orgy for the record, just in case you ever want to go <laughs> okay. go look for that. Uh, I'm into it. So yeah, but then it became the Joe Dante that I that I know and love. Uh, yeah, he had a segment in Twilight Zone, but it's really Gremlins onwards, where you know it's Gremlins, Explorers, mm-hmm. Inner Space, The Burbs, Gremlins mm-hmm. Two. Um, never seen Matinee. I should probably say that see that at some point. Uh, it's fun. Been a while since I've seen it, but I remember liking mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and I will I will stick up for small soldiers when when the opportunity arises. Actually, yeah, it's I uh, I mean I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I remember liking it quite a bit. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sure it's it's fun if you go back to it. Yeah, I think it would be. So yeah, uh, it's a movie about piranha uh, eating people and <laughs> the the town drunk and random woman who's like uh, not an investigator, but she's looking for missing people. It's yeah, like a. I think I've heard this term before, but she says she's a skip tracer, skip tracer which I guess is like someone that tries to find people that, uh, I mean, I guess essentially like skip town. So I guess like bounty hunter, maybe you even say, um, <laughs> but like, I don't know. It, it feels like kind of like a weird term though. I don't know. Yeah. Especially since in this case, she's looking for two teenagers who have ran off together as opposed to mm. someone who, cause it, cause that makes it sound like it's someone who owes money to like, the, the government right, or yeah, owes money yeah. to, you know, maybe a landlord or something like that. So they hire a skip tracer to go and find whoever it is. But, um, so yeah, I mean that's the gist of the movie. Uh, Timmy, did you yeah. enjoy? Well, first of all, have you seen it before? And secondly, do you enjoy Piranha? 
Uh, no, I hadn't seen it before. Uh, so similar to you, I, I was actually kind of excited because uh, I, I do like Joe Dante. Uh, I like Aquatic Core. <laughs> I like Jaws ripoffs. So th- this was ticking sure. a, a lot of my boxes. Uh, and yeah, I'd, I'd never seen this one. I never saw the second one. Uh, and yeah, like I said, I saw the you know 3D whatever uh, you know when it came out in theaters. Um, and I I gotta say I, I did like it. Um, it definitely could have been better. Uh, like I, I feel like there is a, you know, it doesn't feel like a hundred percent like a Joe Dante movie, but I think there is like, you know, some charm and humor there that you can kind of see like, Oh yeah, this is, you know, kind of indicative of, you know, the stuff you'd, you know, come up with later. Um, and I, I did like, you know, some of the cheesiness of it. Uh, the only really complaint I have where I think, you know, uh, I could have went from, you know, just kind of liking it to maybe being something a little bit more special is uh, if we got like, you know, more kills and, you know, actually saw the piranhas more. Because uh, there's like one yeah. optical effect where a piranha swims towards the camera that looks really bad. Yeah. And otherwise, <laughs> you just see like the odd chomping of teeth, but for the most part, it's just a sound effect and you'll see people kicking about in the water. Uh, yeah. Because and, that's. And I do. Yeah, and, and I do like the sound effect, and you know it is cool when you see them, but it is so fast and stuff. But you know, and uh, eventually, you know, it's kind of fun at first, and it adds a little bit to like the B movie charm. But after a while, you kind of want a little bit more. Uh, you know, even if you know it would have been like bad special effects or something, uh, it would have at least been a little more fun to see than kind of the same thing over and over again. But uh, I mean, overall though, I, I did have fun with it. You know, it was like short, like ninety minutes, so it wasn't like you know too much of a, a commitment or anything and that uh, you know the uh, couple of characters are, are likable enough um so yeah o- overall i would say uh, that i liked it and uh one other thing i'll actually add as well because uh, i <laughs> uh the, the way i saw it is uh, i used a service called hoopla which uh, I, I don't know Whoa. if you ever heard of it um I've heard of it, but, but I'm not. I've never used it or familiar with how it works. So I'm assuming you're about to say something interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, actually, it, it's really cool. What it is is it's a, basically a streaming service that uh, is run by the library. So but oh. you need a like you need a library card to use it. Uh, which I actually have two li- library cards. Has one uh, for the. Uh, a library in LA, and then I had one uh, in Glendale, and uh, I tried using my LA one, but for some reason it had a block on it. Uh, I don't know why it might have expired, but I know I returned everything, so it, it can't be that. But uh, <laughs> um, the but my Glendale one uh, worked, so I was able to log in with that. And then um, yeah, it's and the reason why I bring it up though is just because, uh, especially now in October, you know everyone's probably looking to you know watch horror movies and I, I was looking at the selection and obviously Piranha was on there but there's also a lot of really other good stuff and they had like new stuff they had old stuff they had like big stuff small stuff and you know since it is October and we're watching lots of extra horror movies I've been going through you know uh, obviously I have a robust collection but you know I was looking for different stuff and sometimes I'm lazy and don't want to get up and put something in the <laughs> you know blu-ray player but i've been going through netflix hulu prime hbo and it's like the selection just sucks like jesus i like i can't believe how bad it is like uh you know obviously there's you know a a few gems here and there but really it's like kind of grim uh for a lot of these things so i just wanted to bring it up in case anyone you know, I was looking for some good stuff that, you know, uh, and they have like, you know, places they might have not checked. I definitely recommend, 
you know, checking this or just going to the library in general, the, the selection might surprise you. you. Might I don't know. Dang. It's better better than stuff that's on Netflix. I, I mean, I, I have to admit, I don't use the library much, but I do. I'm I, I'm fairly sure that you can request them to order things, assuming they're not yeah. like yeah. you know out of stock or whatever. You can request them, and they'll they'll you know they'll they'll take it from another like you know library. Like they'll like mm. okay, so X person wants this movie that, that's in stock at this other library. They'll send a copy over to them, yeah. and they'll get it for you so uh libraries are very handy you can get a lot of stuff for free uh yeah I, I feel like it's something that like you know a lot of people forget about you know myself included but uh you know it's a great way especially you know that there's always so much stuff that you want to watch or read or whatever so, and you know money is so tight nowadays that it's uh you always forget that it's like oh yeah there's this free place <laughs> that you yeah. can go and get tons of stuff <laughs> do, do you know what I was, I, I, if you noticed i wheeled back there for a second i was looking at my mm-hmm. shelves and the reason why i did that is because for some reason i had this little thought in my brain where i went i rented piranha but maybe did i forget i owned it and i was worried that i actually had it on blu-ray <laughs> and rented it anyway luckily i do not own it but i, I second guess myself okay. because i almost did that a few weeks ago with creep show i almost I, went to rent it and then realized wait i think i've got it in blu-ray <laughs> and i did so <laughs> that's definitely happened to me before yeah <laughs> so keep when you're big film buffs like us sometimes it's hard to keep track of everything i know um yeah uh, with so me I, what it'll usually be is like um uh like i'll go to uh a store and let's say maybe i'm picking up something and uh like i'll go to best buy or something because like a new game or movie came out and then i'll just kind of be browsing you know they'll have like a you know special five dollar blu-ray section and then i'll see something and i'll be like oh cool uh i should pick this up i haven't seen this in a while and i'll be like wait a minute do i own this <laughs> probably double check yeah no it's just a constant struggle when you have a big movie collection <laughs> you yeah. actually struggle to remember what you already own uh but uh so i i had seen piranha before uh, and i was in the sequel and and I've seen, oh, okay. and I've never seen, or I have seen the the, the, the D and the double D. <laughs> like I've, I've seen those That's ones. That's funny. The only one you're missing is two. Then I, the only one I'm missing yeah, is the James Cameron one, bizarrely. But uh, but I didn't really remember anything from this one. I I, I don't really remember much from the, the 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 newer ones either, to be honest. Outside of uh, a couple of porn stars popping up and one notable <laughs> scene with a penis in the second yes. one. <laughs> but uh, with with this one. Even though I was watching it, nothing was really sort of like, oh yeah, I remember this bit now, or this is coming back to me. The only scene in the entire movie that stuck out to me is like, oh yes, I remember this bit now, is uh, probably the weirdest boob flash scene that I've seen in a movie. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because because it was just weird enough that when she, when, you know, when she says a line that she says before she flashes her boobs, I was like, oh, I remember that bit now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but other than that, I don't remember anything. And I think what's funny about that scene is I definitely know I haven't seen this movie, but that scene seems so familiar that I feel like I don't know. Did I see it like on a clip on uh, from like on something else, or like did maybe. I hear maybe someone talk about it on a podcast because <laughs> it did feel really familiar. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was in a documentary or something like that. Yeah, like yeah. I yeah. So that that was weird. Uh, I mean, I like it generally. I think the fact that I didn't remember any of it maybe says that it isn't like some classic that is sure. you know super high in your list or anything like that, but um it is generally enjoyable as a little b movie uh it doesn't necessarily yeah. have a lot of like kills or gore but it does have a general kind of goal of like okay they're going further down the river so our main two characters are trying to constantly like block at them from getting further convincing people that there's actually danger 
and you know and i like that there's kind of like a sub boss if you will where it's getting to where the the, the, the kids summer camp is and they're in the <laughs> they're in the lake there um, yeah. and then eventually it's going to get to the resort where like that's where you know dick miller you know the dante regular actor he's like the uh, almost the mayor of J- from jaws where he's not the mayor but he's opening this resort that focuses a lot in the water um yeah. so he's like no nah, nah, don't be ridiculous there's no killer piranha no no nah, nah, nah. we're going to open and we're going to have people having a fun time good time yeah um only for a massacre and, to ensue <laughs> and like uh joe dante uh, you know as much of a horror guy he is uh you know he's probably equally if not more of like a comedy guy and i think there's generally some you know funny jokes in this like uh you know the one that comes to mind that uh, like you're just talking about the dick miller character yeah at some point he has that kind of guy that's you know constantly kind of pestering him and he always mm-hmm. looks like you know frustrated and fed up and then uh you know, he's kind of trying to get his attention and Dick Miller is like, what, what, like, what do you want? And like, he just says something like, uh, the piranhas are eating the guests, sir. <laughs> and like, that was like a genuinely like funny line. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's funny. And then there's a couple of lines that, uh, don't necessarily hold up today, but I did think were kind of funny because they were so like, you know, like, oh, that's, you know, not really something you would <laughs> kind of say nowadays. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Um, there's definitely, there's a line, there's a line where the, the the woman character has to like take off like the cop's pants uh, because <laughs> yeah. because his keys are attached to the pants and she's like because uh, she's like oh the keys are attached to his pants and he, the other guy in the other cell is like well take it take his pants off then and it, she's she's sort of like struggling to get them off because this guy's unconscious so she's kind of pulling them off and then from the cell's like gee I thought you'd know how to get a guy's pants off quicker than this I'm like yeah. whoa <laughs> all right all right. <laughs> you know funny is that i think i just heard some people like actually talking about this on a podcast but one thing that i think is funny uh i know it stuck out to me while watching it is remember like back in the day you would have scenes where like someone's pants fall down and the joke would always be that they that they were like wearing boxers and like usually would have like hearts on it or some mm. type of design but like that was always the go-to thing and uh i feel like it's kind of the opposite now where usually if someone's pants fall down the joke is that they're wearing like you know kind of like tidy whitey underwear mm. or something now uh which i just think it's kind of interesting i feel like oh yeah that used to be a thing like we used to see boxers was like hey isn't it crazy this guy's wearing boxers and now it's kind of like oh isn't it crazy this guy's you know is wearing underwear <laughs> yeah what can i say i, I, I wear boxers that's comfortable why not yeah it's, it's more comfy I mean, why would you not want to do that <laughs> i mean they don't have horse on them i mean i can't give you that but like for sure yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, that's what it is i can lie some different designed ones but <laughs> you gotta pay top dollar to hear oh, yeah. that so oh yeah uh we'll, we'll, do, we'll, do, we'll do an underwear cast at some point time we'll, we'll, we'll sure. show off all the yeah. underwear uh, <laughs> but <laughs> just have to be really far away I have to get the webcam to zoom out to see us that way well i, I, well, I was thinking we'd hold it up for the camera but sure you you, oh, sure. you were thinking we'd be modeling them okay yeah. so you were what was the model the underwear okay um <laughs> that's a new patreon goal uh, so no um the where was it going you've been able to track now i'm just thinking about underwear um i think there's like some funny stuff too like there hmm. there really isn't ever <laughs> like well i mean I, I guess like stuff in the end when you have like people at the water park or whatever that like that makes sense but otherwise throughout the movie i kind of kept wondering like wait why are they even in the water <laughs> like 
or or there'll be like you know a scene where someone has to get in and swim like somewhere else i'm like why (laughs) why why, why are they doing this (laughs) yeah no there's also i guess i don't know if you want to say for spoilers but there's also like maybe one of the weirdest like things that's ever been like brought up in a movie that's just never come back like you see something really weird towards the beginning and then it's like uh-huh yeah i know what you're talking about absolutely has nothing to do with the movie <laughs> i'm pretty sure i know what you're talking about we'll, we'll get to that um no i think you're dad to like like you say like he did a couple of kind of horror movies obviously this and the howling and i feel like i mean gremlins kind of as well i mean we have we covered that so i guess we have to count it but it's i feel like his his actual like tone though is kind of this weird in the middle i guess i guess you'd say horror comedy but i I feel like it's not just that though because it kind of extends to small soldiers it it extends to explorers in inner space his his vibe is very much like light-hearted adventure with heart that's very much what his thing is and i feel like what's missing from this movie and the howling um compared to his later ones is that that heart's not quite there i don't think the, i don't feel the heart in this movie to the same extent as they do in his later films i see that yeah um uh, that's to say that the characters are unlikable they're, they're fine but they're not like yeah. I, i'm not like rooting for them the same way that i am when i'm watching explorers or inner space or the barbs like in yeah. those movies i love those characters like i am so behind them 110 percent uh mm-hmm. here like okay they're, they're fine characters in a than a B movie who are just kind of running around yeah. doing things. Um, what I think is weird though, there's, there's definitely like a weird thing for me where it gets to a point where I don't really understand why the two main characters are like so invested in continuing like to do things. Um, <laughs> That's true. B- because ultimately there's not much they can do. Um, yeah. Um, and the reason why, you know, the, when we get to the idea of like, how do we stop the Pran at the end, it's just kind of this thing that's pulled out of nowhere. It's like, oh, we can do it this way. It's like, oh, okay, fine. The- there's a lot of stuff that feels very convenient in yeah. this movie. Like for anything to happen, it's always kind of like, yeah, in real life, it, it feels like it wouldn't have come to this, but this movie is just like, you kind of, yeah, whatever. Just uh, go like, all right. Yeah. That's going to happen now. Yeah, we, we just go with it. We just go with it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I will give the spoiler warning. Uh, so we can talk about Piranha in full depth. <laughs> uh, so I'll just mention here. That, <laughs> did you like that time? Did you like my little, yeah. little pun there? It was good. Um, yeah. But I will tell you here before we go to spoilers, you can go to patreon.com slash TV if you want to support everything we do. Uh, specifically here, of course, Screams After Midnight and want to keep all the shows and episodes coming um, and the supporters in this trying time that is the Octoberthon where uh, we're working our <laughs> poor butts off. Uh, you can go to Patreon and you can support us for as little as $1 per month. And for that $1, you get access to an exclusive bonus episode every month. Although in the Octoberthon, you're getting four bonus episodes for that $1. But there's a whole back catalogue now uh, and you get access to those. You also get access to bonus episodes of other shows uh, so w- well worth uh, the one dollar per month and of course at the higher tiers five dollars you get to vote on a thing every month and you get early access and some stuff and and so on and so on uh, so go go and have a look and see if you want to do that but uh yeah so full spoilers for piranha um so at the start of the movie i was laughing because i mean there's, there's the opening scene where the two teenagers go in and they want to swim in this like 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 condemned like treatment plant that has a pool i'm like and the, the boyfriend's like hey maybe like there's like stuff in this water that you know makes it unsafe to swim in and she's like oh i start quite being a pussy and like shoves him in and i'm like no he's actually kind of got a point like this isn't like a pool this isn't some sort of closed pool you get into this is a a, a plant yeah, I think general rule of thumb, uh, if you have to, like, break in to, <laughs> like, some type of secure base, you probably shouldn't be going swimming in whatever's there. Well, see, if they were breaking into what, she, what, what, what is during the day a public swimming pool, I'd have been like, fine, right. sure, yeah, right. yeah, cool, but, like, <laughs> no, this is, like, like, 
this place has got warning signs, no trespassing, barbed wire up in the top. <laughs> you know, and it's funny, like, obviously, of course, this is echoing the beginning of Jaws, but mm. it, it, it's so funny, like, how different it is, because, yeah, Jaws just feels like, you know, so much more natural, like, you know, it's a bunch of people hanging out on the beach, and it's like, obviously, someone's going to be like, hey, let's go swimming, you know, whatever. Uh, but this, it just feels like, yeah, so forced, like, hey, let's go swimming, and it's like, all right, where? It's like, let's break into this place, and then... And it's like, yeah, it just so happens to have um, this area, which, again, I don't think anyone would ever be like, oh, yeah, that's a swimming pool. It's like, no, that looks like some type of weird, like, tank of bacteria or experiment kind of thing. Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? It's it's almost 80s, so they're not used to it yet, but we know in hindsight this is the start of the barrels of toxic waste that are just everywhere in the 80s, especially in New York. That's true. This is a big (laughs) big pool of toxic waste, and these these poor, naive 70s people aren't used to (laughs) acknowledging that and recognizing the signs. But we'd be like, no, that's toxic waste. We ain't getting in that. (laughs) I ain't no toxic Avenger. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so they they die. You don't really see much, but they get pulled under. Um, We see a lot of the women. We we do see a lot of the women. one, One thing I want to mention, though, is that I felt like this was a mistake. Like, obviously, she's meant to be topless because she takes her top off and there's boobs on display, but uh, she goes to take take off her skirt or whatever off her, or maybe it's like shorts or something, but she, she pulls down her shorts and her underwear goes with it and you do get like, you know, a couple of seconds of sort of full frontal, right? But then she pulls them back up and I couldn't <laughs> help but think like, was that intentional uh, or unintentional? Because I thought maybe it, it looked unintentional and, and I wonder if like after the take, you know, they said, hey, can we use that? Because it looked, natural or whatever you know it, it was a, probably an accident and joe dante was like oh hey come on let's do it again and then corman was right next to him just whispering in his ear like let's use it use the first take <laughs> <laughs> oh but no roger actually you see we, we can see a little bit i said use it yeah because i because I, I feel like because at first i thought okay she's just gonna go skinny dipping and whatever mm-hmm. but then she pulled her panties back up and i thought wait was that a mistake was that not intended to like go down with it <laughs> anyway it didn't really matter so uh but no i was laughing because the when we introduced to the main guy uh paul who is kind of a known as a town drunk and he's even getting booze delivered to him by this old man <laughs> and he's getting like four big bottles he's getting tequila bourbon something something uh, i can't remember what the other ones were but he he brings all, all these bottles of booze and i was laughing here because this is essentially the first scene with real characters you know outside of the prologue with uh, the, the dying teenagers and the old man starts going on this little monologue about how much he loves the river he's like that river feeds me it bathes me it it, it puts me to sleep gently um it is, it is all i need that and my dog the river is life the river is everything and all i could think was they're really selling this river hard so that when it starts killing people that we feel really betrayed by it yeah, uh, yeah it's almost like the the river itself is a character <laughs> he's, he's he's like the opposite old man ralph he's, yeah. he's you know from from, uh, from friday the 13th he, yeah. instead instead of being like it's got a death curse he's like oh that camp is wonderful you should go to the yeah. camp it's such a nice spot you'll wake up you'll yeah. feel refreshed you'll never be more alive you'll never be more alive at camp crystal lake <laughs> i do like that i don't know if i've seen that before i like the yeah the opposite of like the crazy doomsayer <laughs> yeah of course he's one of the first to die he gets his uh, legs oh, yeah. chewed off um and apparently bleeds to death after he crawls far enough away but yeah. um but it, it, it's it's so weird because it seems like they it seems like they're either like super fast and like people are just like doomed from the start or it seems like 
eh, they're just kind of biting you. you can get away if you try yeah <laughs> like... well that, that was something that i definitely remember from the the remake and the you know the sequel to that is that it felt more like if you got attacked by the piranha they basically ate all your flesh like you'd be just a skeleton within seconds you know it was like this yeah. kind of rapid thing whereas here it kind of does vary back and forth between oh instant death and like oh you can survive a bunch of bites and get pulled out uh when it's convenient and, for the script <laughs> yeah and i guess to be fair i guess this is more realistic but man i kept waiting for someone to just pop up as a skeleton like anytime <laughs> someone's in the water getting eaten i was like oh they're gonna like take their arm out and it's gonna be a skeleton or they're gonna crawl up and like half their body is gonna be bones but unfortunately we never get that there's like a cow's leg or something like that at one point in the throwing to test it that kind sure, that yeah. comes back like that i mean still some bits yeah. on it but it was kind of that idea uh so no so you know paul teams up with maggie maggie just kind of like enlists his help because she's looking mm. for the teenagers and he for some reason he helps her takes her to this plant um and they it's find... like after after a while it seems well well yeah like initially it doesn't really seem like he has any reason to help oh, yeah, after once... after yeah after after they establish as a threat and it's in the water we find out he's got a daughter who's at the camp so he's got a reason to care that that there might be deadly piran in the water but at first when he just drives her to this plant it's like why <laughs> especially because since i forget i feel like he says something specifically though where he's like says that he doesn't like people or like he you know moved to this cabin to get away from like mm. everyone else but yeah whatever yeah in fact actually when they get back after the whole incident where uh you know the, the scientist come join in who's played by uh, kevin mccarthy that i mentioned earlier and it's clear that when they go let's drain the pool to see if they were you know if they're in the pool because like they find they find their, their backpacks or whatever right and yeah. uh, she goes to you know drain this because it's, so it's worth mentioning that this woman actually is what causes the problems in the sense that mm -hmm. she releases the piranha into the into the river because she drains the pool um no one would have died if it wasn't for her uh, let's yeah. just let's put that in perspective uh barring the teenagers obviously because they went there before her but um yeah i mean uh, they don't show it in the movie but i assume you know afterwards she is brought to trial and held sure. accountable for her crimes <laughs> I, I would imagine so because it makes sense why the scientist is like no what are you doing don't release them out of the water you fools and yeah. for some reason paul just like immediately starts fighting the old man as if he's like life's in danger it's, <laughs> he just goes for it and they knock him out yeah. and like i, th I don't know it's... And, and and so now here's my question so is this place like abandoned like it's just the scientist here i think it's just him sort of like as a caretaker and, looking after everything and i kind of got the feeling that he was like it seemed like he was hiding like i don't know if it's like a closet or another room but it kind of seemed like he was almost hiding from the piranha which doesn't really make sense yeah and they go into like a lab area where there's like sort of failed experiments and tanks but of course the one thing you were mentioning earlier the random yeah. thing that never comes up again is there's, a, there's like a stop motion effect for this little <laughs> lizard thing that's walking around that is just like because yeah you it, think it's going to come into play later like either it's going to be like another deadly little creature to set up with those mutant like piranha or maybe it'll be like a friendly creature or something that'll help later on like who knows see this is where i got really excited because again i didn't know much about this movie mm. uh and once i see this i thought oh hell yeah like we're going into this this is going to be kind of like another gremlins like we're going to get mm. you know these small creatures running around and attacking people and you know it, it's not just going to be these things always in the water and uh, for some reason it just never comes up again which is just so bizarre i don't know why 
Like, I, I think it's a cool thing to have. I like to see it, but it's so pointless. Why have this when it's never brought up again? I do not know. So <laughs> they knocked the scientists out. They've drained and, the, the water, not knowing and, uh, that they've done a terrible thing. Yeah. And then uh, do you know anything about the, the second movie? Because there is one thing that I know about it. I actually don't but... know. I don't know anything okay. outside of James Cameron's involvement. Uh, well, I, I heard, and I mean, maybe I could be wrong, and I don't know if it plays a big part, but I do. He- I, I think in the second one, there are some piranhas that have wings <laughs> that oh, fly. Oh, baby. Okay, we need to do that <laughs> at some point soon. Uh, I, I mean, I could be completely wrong, but I think I've heard that before. And I'm... that was another thing. When I saw this, I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, we're going to get more mutant piranhas like this. This could be cool, but... No, we can get yeah piranhas with wings. We didn't get on that. Uh, so yeah, there was like a little moment. Yeah, there was a little moment after uh, they're back at his place, and he's put a little blanket over himself because he's cold. Mm. And this is where he says, like, you know, I'm not really good with people. It's like, I can tell. I've been hinting I want some of that blanket for the last like five minutes, even though he just pulled it over him like a minute ago. But because um, this is like, okay, they set up a love interest thing here. Where they're going to fall for each other, and they don't. There's literally nothing after this, really. Yeah. And then I, I do think, you know, like before you're talking about how, you know, you don't really get the same resonance uh, as you usually do with like Joe Dante characters. And mm. I uh, I think there are like little moments like this where you do get some nice character stuff. And, and I don't think the people are definitely bad actors at all. Yeah, I, I think they did a fine job. But I do wonder if it would have played different, like if, uh, you know, at some point they were played by the kind of, uh, you know, cast Dante usually has like you know if maybe if it would have brought uh, to life a little bit more if it's like Tom Hanks playing the guy or something. Oh sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's take out this guy that I've never heard of and put in put in Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not not again. Not that he's bad at all, but yeah, just I don't know. I, I was thinking about that. Yeah. Uh, so then, of course, uh, they they want to go down river to. Uh, Talk to the old man, I think it is. I think that's the reason why they're going to the river. So he's got a little raft, and it is literally just like <laughs> a, a, the most basic, you know, just a you know, ten logs just roped together raft, right? That's all it is. Uh, so of course this thing is as dangerous as shit once they realize there's a deadly piranha in the water. So they're going down, the, go down the water, and they see the old man, and his legs are gone, and he's dead. And then of course they they see uh, this kid who was out with his dad on a canoe, and they save the kid. And you know the piranhas start eating at the the ropes, and mm-hmm. they, the the scientist who's on the you know he explains a bunch of stuff about the mutants and how uh, these uh, creatures can be in both regular freshwater and saltwater, and mm-hmm. uh, but the scientist ends up sacrificing himself to save the kids, and like you know it yeah. does all this stuff. See, here's what I didn't really understand because like the the kid is on a canoe that's turned upside down mm-hmm. and the scientist, you know, seems like, oh, my God, I, I got to swim over to get him. But I, I don't know. It didn't look like the canoe was about to go down or anything. It seems like they would have been perfectly fine just waiting for the raft to yeah, get, get over close there. enough to yeah. it. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, it just seems like such a pointless death. <laughs> Maybe he just wanted to die. Maybe he's like, I just want to go out now. I want to, That's fair. You know, yeah. I want to end this miserable <laughs> existence that I've had. <sighs> but, uh, I mean, in general, though, it does seem kind of like, yeah, why are they on this raft? Like, I, I, I forget if they say how far it is, but... I feel like I, I think they said walking that, would have been just as fast. <laughs> I, I think they said it was much quicker going by river than it was by road. I think that's what they said. Oh, okay. But yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> I mean, maybe the scientist that you know knows what's going on might have had a uh, 
a little bit a yeah. better inkling. It, to... it, correct me if I'm wrong, but like it's not like rivers change direction. They ta- they wouldn't be able to come back up river this way. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, they, they'd have to make another way back. But yeah, that's that's here or there. Neither here nor there. Um, so basically after after they've dealt with all this there's a whole scene where the the the, the, the raft is falling apart because the piranha are chewing at the the ropes um and it's one of those things where the editing really cheats a lot because it feels like the the, the raft should have broken apart completely within the first 10 seconds but it keeps lasting oh, totally. forever uh, as they're like just sort of like dangling onto like three logs left but they they eventually get get to safety on land and it becomes this race to get to the dam because apparently every day at this certain time the dam is opened <laughs> a little bit to uh, yeah. keep the lake where the kids are playing uh, topped up because it uh, otherwise drains, I guess, naturally. Um, so yeah. it's this race to get to the, the thing. And I actually didn't think he was going to make it for obvious reasons because, like, well, the movie has to keep going. But it, it does make it. He stops him from opening the dam. And that's when, like, you know, this army, like, colonels brought in, which actually I'm going to mention this now while I remember. Later on when they, the, the park's opened and they're all there and the, the colonel's there, this old, this is like sort of middle-aged, like, fat woman is like, oh, general, oh, yeah. like, it's nice to see, that. Like, oh, it's colonel, and she's like, oh, still? Why is that? It's like, oh, it's just politics, ma'am. And as soon as, like, he turns around, he's like, he's like, oh, what a cow, or something like that. He calls her a cow. Yeah. But what, what was funny, though, is that as soon as he says that and walks forward, she's still right behind him. And I'm like, she would have heard that. Yeah. <laughs> she would have heard that. What are you doing? Oh, dear. And yeah, it's a bit of an overreaction. <laughs> yeah. The army, like, clearly know what's going on, even though they don't admit it at first. There's this woman who's kind of an evil scientist. And I say evil because at the end of the movie, when everything has happened, and the last scene is, like, her, like, being interviewed, and she's like, oh, none of them could have survived the pollution that kills them all. And even if a few did and they got out to the ocean, they wouldn't be able to survive in the salt water. But we know that's untrue. We know that they can survive in salt water because that's what they were in first. And yeah. it's like, oh, no, she's like almost happy they're out into the world. She's happy that the piranha are going to go wreak havoc. If this was any other type of movie, like a slasher or like a supernatural possession movie or something, you would have thought, oh, this woman's possessed or she was the real killer all along. Yeah. Like the way, the way she's talking is so like menacing. It is yeah. kind of funny. Except we know for a matter of fact that the circumstances upon the piranha's release was completely accidental and just, yeah. and just yeah. happenstance. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so they actually get held overnight in a tent because they don't want them, they, they don't want a public scare. They want them to not tell anyone um and this is where we get the okay we have to get out of here and go and like get to my daughter kind of thing right and he's like hey go and distract the, the guard outside so that i can get out and not you know she's like no i'm coming too so like, okay fine but you still have to distract him so we can get go mm-hmm. and there's this weird line of thinking here where he's like i don't know just flirt with him you know come on to him and she's like all right but what is gay he's like then i'll flirt with him <laughs> <laughs> that was his response which is actually was that which is actually mainly amusing i'm not gonna lie but she gets outside and she's yeah. kind of trying to flirt with him and it's just you know, it's, it's going horribly well, yeah you know what that joke feels like mm. uh it, it kind of feels like maybe people were just learning about gay people like you know it kind of feels the, yeah, like the, up the, until... <laughs> the mainstream yeah i know what you mean like yeah, yeah. it was like oh hey like have you heard about this thing like some people are gay maybe we can make a joke about that uh i i do feel like um the I, I don't think this is it doesn't feel like it, it's definitely dated but it doesn't really feel like uh it's trying to be um uh like hurtful or, or anything yeah like, it doesn't feel malicious it, it feels like yeah. just the, the joke's more about yeah it's, it's like it, kind of how incompetent they are and like yeah <laughs> at this 
yeah um yeah i didn't feel it was any ill will in the in the joke um but she gets outside and she's talking to him and she she gets him to turn around at the last she sort of like pulls him and turns him around and says look up in the sky superman right but as she says superman it cuts to a close-up of her chest and she just rips open her shirt and reveals her boobs for like you know two seconds and then you know and then like you know the guy knocks him out and i'm like well, the but the boobs necessary? Like you, you yelled, "Look, Superman!" and he looked up. Yeah. You, 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 like, in fact, you made him look up so that he's not looking at your chest. So I don't. Yeah. What, what purpose did the boobs serve? I don't. I... And I like that the, I, I kind of like that the guy. Yeah, and, and it's not like he. Um, you know, it's not like he's like a sleazy guy. He, he it seems like he's like surprised by this. Like he's also like kind of like what the hell, and uh, and I do like that. Uh, you know the the woman too like it's not really done in like a like seductive way it is in like kind of a funny cartoon way so i i do actually think it is kind of funny oh yeah no it's it's, it's like her attitude isn't like oh i know how to be seductive and seduce a yeah. man it's <laughs> she, she's like wait what i've never like how do i seduce someone that's a stranger this is weird yeah i can't do this um yeah which all, almost makes the boobs feel like a weird tacton pervy element where they don't yeah. need to be there like it's funny enough with her just saying hey look superman yeah. um but yeah that's probably roger carmen again <laughs> oh for sure yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's probably a body double as well because you don't see her face it's, it's, I, it's i'm almost willing to bet you money it's a body double but yeah. um yeah so so they actually get picked up by a, a, a cop before they can get anywhere and they end up spending the night in the jail cell which is which leads her to us with with her like uh knocking the 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 cop out to steal his pants so they can get out and they take a cop car and they get to the the, the summer camp and there's like a little subplot throughout this you know which i've not mentioned yet and i almost feel like we should have spent more time in the summer camp getting to know that the counselors and stuff to make it feel more like a kind of build up to caring about this these people outside of just his daughter who is kind of uh, like scared of the water and thinks that something will be in there to eat her and sure enough there is but uh, yeah. it is kind of irrational in that sense but the the main running theme here all on the fact that she's like scared to go in the water and she's asking the nice counselors to hey can you like get an excuse for me so that i can't don't have to do this stupid like water race that's happening um but there's this one counselor who's a complete dick this guy oh, with yeah. a beard that this everyone hates where even the counselors are like playing darts with his photo and he's like no nah, you need to be brave you need to have cojones to go in the water you little bitch like that's basically his attitude <laughs> and yeah. he um you know he's constantly berating everyone he's mr no fun allowed like even the other counselors like try to hide things from him because he's a nightmare um and when uh the you know the main guy like phones him he managed to phone him before he's like on his way there and he says hey don't have the kids go in the water there's deadly piranha and he's like oh, sure 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 there's deadly piranha so there's a great moment after the whole chaos when you know just when the dad's arriving and the piranha are attacking uh, now, admittedly, it's a bit unrealistic that only one kid gets killed in this. Like, really, there should be tons of dead kids based on yeah. what we've seen. But uh, they're all flailing around. A lot of the kids have got, you know, uh, injured, you know, legs and, you know, bloody, you know, arms and stuff. But there's this one dead kid that's like got like a, you know, a, a jacket draped over them. And the, the, the horrible bearded guy just looks up at the, the main dad and he looks back at him like, you should have listened to me kind of thing. And I'm like, why is the bearded guy not dead? Like, they made, you you made us hate him. Like, give us a nice yeah. grisly death. Come on. Oh, totally. Yeah. This is horror movie 101. And, you know, like, obviously, it does sound kind of weird if someone calls you up out of nowhere and says, hey, this, you know, fish that's never around here is all of a sudden here and it's dangerous. But... 
when you are running like a camp full of kids, don't you think just to be on the safe side, be like, all right, it's probably a crank call, but maybe let's have everyone come in and like double check the water just to make sure. Yeah, or even just lie and say something that sounds more realistic for the area. Like, I don't yeah. know, like... I mean, this is Texas, so I don't know how realistic it is, but, you know, say it's an alligator, like, in the river or something oh, like sure. that. Like, you know, say something yeah. that's... It's, uh, some type of, uh, like, fungus or something that's, you know, going around infecting people. <laughs> some type of germ disease or something, I don't know. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, the, the, one of the things that the movie maybe doesn't doesn't have worked too well for it is that this scene where they're attacked in the water as the kids, and then later when it's the, you know, at, at the, you know, the resort... Um, they're very similar scenes. It's a lot of people kicking around in the water. It's you know people try to get to small boats and try to like drag themselves out of the water and things like that. It's, it's, they're two very similar scenes. Um, yeah, and then like we were saying earlier, like ultimately it's not. You know, the first couple of times you see it, it's fine, and I, I do like the sound effect that hmm. you know they make and everything. But after a while, it's just so much the same thing and so much of like. When you're not really seeing anything, it just gets very kind of boring and repetitive. Yeah, the the um, awful uh, colonel who has a weird like financing deal with the guy who runs this resort <laughs> with with Dick Miller. He's like a secret partner. Um, he's like being awful because they're on this little like raft thing. There's just like a proper raft with like uh, like walls and stuff. But it's uh, it's it, you guys. There's a clear sign at the start when they first get on it. It's for 18 people. So when the attack starts, all these people are trying to claim onto it, and he keeps pushing them off out of the water. You want to make his tip over, so he's like, he's, <laughs> he's pushing people out of the water, but then he trips and falls. So he gets the awful grisly death, perhaps even more deserving than the other guy. But uh, so he's come up and so. But see, when like the main two characters showed up, I was like, well, what are they going to even do? Like they can't really save anyone, really. But yeah. they they get in a speedboat, and their whole plan is to go to this place nearby. This like I don't know what it is, some water treatment facility, and pollute the water to uh to kill the piranha and he tries a str- like a, a rope to him and goes down and he's got like a hundred seconds before his breath runs out he's like if i don't get up in a hundred seconds just just bolt it uh and he's actually been like attacked by piranha at the end of this as he's turned the lever so he, su- he succeeds in what he's doing uh, and he only survives because she like drives the boat off and he, he comes like zooming uh with you know with her uh to save him for the piranha uh there is one scene with like a jet ski kind of well, not a jet ski like a there's, oh yeah there's a guy skiing you know the back of the boat you know you know i don't know what you call it <laughs> i think that's uh yeah is that not jet ski well a jet ski is like the uh the, the you know it's a kind the of vehicle lo- the vehicle yeah it's a jet ski to yeah. me water skiing water skiing it's water- yeah it's just yeah. called water skiing probably <laughs> yeah uh, he's water skiing and he passes like a dead body and he's like whoa something's going on here and he's trying to communicate with the two women who are in the boat and they, tr- they start slowing down, but he realizes there's something in the water that's going to eat him. And the only thing that's saving him is the fact that he's above water because he's skiing. He's like, no, no, speed up, speed up, speed up. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a, whole, there's a whole scene like that. And they, they, they do arguably, that's one of the sort of things they do better on the remake because, you know, they've got effects and stuff and they yeah. can do more grisly things with these ideas. But And, and eventually that speedboat or whatever that's in, uh, like, crashes into another one and explodes. Yeah, it's a really over-the-top explosion. <laughs> like, as soon as, as soon as the two boats touch each other, just like, boom! I'm like, okay, yeah. what were they ca- carrying? Na- nitroglycerin? Like, what was in those boats? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sure, like, you know, a fast impact like that is probably going to do damage, but I was like, would that really cause an explosion? <laughs> nah. It seems a bit much, but... Uh, that's just a bullshit movie, explosion, and you know it. <laughs> um... Do you know, I thought I recognized the evil scientist lady, you know, the one at the okay. end who sounds like uh, Barbara Steele. Uh, she 
was Name in sounds... she was in Shivers, uh, the Cronenberg movie, oh, okay. which we've not done, but we'll, I'm sure we will at some point. Oh uh, right, yeah, we she... did uh, Rabbit, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, okay. And she's in the Pit and the Pendulum, which we did that, right? No, we did the Fall House of the Usher, hmm. uh, so we didn't do Pit and the Pendulum, but I've seen Pit and the Pendulum. So she's been in a lot of movies from uh, like the the 60s to the 80s. So okay. So yeah, uh, I I thought I recognised her. Um, so that's cool. That's cool. And Pet in the Pedal, of course, is a Roger Corman movie, so that makes some sense. That makes some yeah. sense. Uh, so cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah, I mean that's basically the movie. There's not a, there's not a whole lot to it, you know, in depth wise. So, yeah, and and then we'll just to kind of yeah finish up. So she, you know, eventually he does whatever releases stuff, and he gets pulled back. And they, uh, I, I think, is there like um. There's something that's like underwater. There's like an underwater like window or something, and uh, that they smash through, which uh, yeah was kind of cool. And but then, yeah, they end up pulling him up, and I guess, I guess he survives. I think <laughs> no, kinda... I think he's alive. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's, it's when she drives off and she pulls him away from the piranha. Uh, the rope went through like a broken window because because it, it's all idea is that part of this building's been flooded. It's not meant to be underwater. Yeah. Uh, and he comes he comes through the window, and it, it does look not bad actually. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of yeah. Cool. So, yeah, uh, it's it's a pretty decent B movie. It's not one I think is like up high in the list. It's it's not it's not it's not the funniest types of characters, and it's not got like great gore or anything like that. It's yeah. kind of meddling on those things, but it's very solid in kind of a dependable way where it's like yeah, okay, the characters are likable enough, and the the movie's threat it works well enough. And there's some actors in there that are nice to see. Obviously, Dick Miller being the main one for me, but yeah. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's a fine time. Uh, also, Dick Miller never looked young. Like that, this this man only passed away. <laughs> I mean, he was like ninety when he passed away. Admittedly, he he lived a long time, but uh, you know, this is like forty years ago, over forty years ago, uh, and he he, st- he still looks like he's already pushing fifty. It's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which again, I guess is true because he lived to ninety, so I guess he is pushing fifty. But like the, the you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like in later movies, he would still look the yeah the same age. Yeah, he, he looked the same for basically every movie I ever saw him in. Uh, yeah. So, you know, that's what it is. Yeah, no, I, I think it is a, a pretty fun time, and especially as like Jaw, as far as Jaws ripoffs go, I think this is one of the better ones. Uh, you know, like if, if you're going to do a marathon of like Jaws, uh, you know, like every year I do a you know Jaws giving where I watch Jaws and then kind of like Jaws related things. Like I think this would be a fun one to have in that rotation. And uh, really, the only thing that holds it back again is just not having um you know as much gore as much you know kill seeing the piranha as much and obviously you know it's like a low budget movie so uh, especially shooting stuff underwater it, you know probably would be pretty hard to do so it's understandable but i, I think that's what kind of holds it back from being like a oh wow this is like a, a great b movie that you gotta see um instead it's like you said it's a reliable like fun enough but um yeah, unfortunately, there's not enough there to kind of put in that upper echelon of like, uh, you know, really like cult classic kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's a pleasant enough movie. Uh, it's not super memorable, but, you know, uh, not a bad watch. So uh, with that said, Timmy, what would you rate this bad boy? Uh, I think I'm going to give it a six. Um, 
Yeah, because I mean, well, not to repeat myself, but like, basically like what we just said, uh, you know, there isn't enough to kind of push it up there uh, for a little bit of a higher score. But, um, you, know, you know, six always isn't isn't bad. <laughs> it's a uh, again, there's there's enough there uh, and it's watchable and it's not super long. So and you can get it free at the library. How great is that? <laughs> uh, you know, but uh, so I, I am actually happy, uh, you know, that we we did this one. Uh, obviously, I would have preferred monkey shines but uh yeah uh, <laughs> uh, this one though this was fun uh, I, I was glad to uh watch this and kind of check it off my list and uh, and i'm excited to watch the other ones you know uh, especially the second one <laughs> i'm looking forward to that yeah yeah i wasn't playing another another franchise to the list but i mean it's a shorter <laughs> one and we're about to finish a couple of them so you know it's fine it's fine yeah um no, I, I actually agree with the six. I think the six is a perfect score for it. I, I think it's enjoyable enough, uh, but it's not like a great movie or anything like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, if, if, you, if you like these types of B movies, I think you'll get some fun out of it, but it's not going to be one that you have high up in your, your list of all time or anything like that. So, yeah. there you go. That is Piranha. That is Piranha. And we, of course, uh, should remind you of a couple of things before we go. Uh, we should remind you... Now, this, this is going up soon i think this is going up uh, in a few days time so there is still time because the deadline is the 20th of october to submit your top 25 or top 50 if you want to go with all 50 uh, you can submit your top 50 horror movies of all time to mftvquestions at gmail.com and this is a, a sort of vote as it were uh, your movie at number one will get x amount of points number two will get less points and so on and there'll be a results show uh, towards the end of the month where me and tim will reveal what the top 50 horror movies of all time are as voted for by you guys so october 20th is your deadline uh, so it's coming up soon so send in your lists and you can do that uh, and we should also remind you that on the october 21st the very next day from that deadline uh, we're doing a live stream uh, called streams after midnight it'll be myself and tim and we will sit and talk to you we'll guys be for... in costume talking to you guys will you be in costume <laughs> <laughs> we will be in costume i ever i ever agreed to jack shit uh, don't, don't do you roll me into this um but yeah so we'll be we'll be live streaming for a few hours a couple talking to you guys and then a couple doing a live movie watch of uh, pieces so monday the 21st of october uh, it should be fun that is a uh, 6 p.m pacific 9 p.m eastern and uh, 2 a.m uk time so you know uh, clear your calendar and join us for the live stream i mean you can watch it afterwards it'll be there to watch after it's done but it'd be more fun if you actually it's come and talk fun. to us yeah. yeah uh so look forward to that um otherwise though i mentioned patreon already you can go check that out and it is worth mentioning that live stream could be a regular monthly thing should we hit a certain goal on patreon so mm-hmm. go and have a look uh, you can like and subscribe. You can support us by rating the podcast on Apple Podcasts to give us a nice five-star review. Helps more people find us in the future. They'll recommend us out more. So go and have a look at that and see if you can help us there. Uh, but otherwise, you know, like, subscribe. Um, let us know what you thought in the movie in the comments and all the other things. And it is the October Thon, so we can expect another episode tomorrow. Um, but once again, uh, thank you very much for joining us on the, in this, the holiest season of the year. Uh <laughs> The season of of scares and gore and spookiness and season of the witch. The season of the witch. Very good. Very good. <laughs> um, happy happy Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Happy happy <laughs> Halloween, Silver Shamrock. <laughs> that is a reference, of course, to Halloween three, season mm-hmm. of the witch, because Tim set it up. So, uh, yeah, best that... Halloween movie. Mm, I don't know <laughs> if I can get behind that, Timmy. Uh, hey, hey, no other Halloween movie that got Tom Atkins, so you know. 
I mean, I do love Tom Atkins. I do, but <laughs> like, no, no, I can't get behind it. Halloween one, baby, all the way. No one's the best Halloween movie. It's the best horror movie of all time. Uh, I don't think there's any movie called Halloween one, but <laughs> don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't be a Brahms. You've been such a Brahms right now. Uh, but that is us. So thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, guys, and we will see you next time.